Hey guys, welcome back. BDC Care here. We're back with season 9, episode 49 of our weekly Q&A videos. Uh, it's a video, it's also a podcast, I guess. Most people watch this on the video format, which is why we we say that first and foremost. And when you say most, I mean, the, the difference, I feel like, the, the numbers are so low <laughs> that I don't know the difference is that significant. Because I, feel, I, I get the impression that the podcast people um, listen to more of it. And they're, I, I mean, I could be wrong. That's true. They're the real fans. <laughs> I, that's not what I'm saying, but there's a difference. I mean, the, the raw numbers on YouTube, I think it's, it's, it overestimates the, the people who are listening. Cause if you stopped and you started again, does that, you, that I think that's view? two views. Yeah. yeah I think it's views. 30 seconds in one listen. I think yeah. if there's a refresh involved right, then that right. counts as a second view. And I think the podcast, <laughs> they count it just once when somebody downloads down another yeah. device and then they can just listen to it as many times. So. I feel like it's probably pretty close in terms of the number of people actually. So you think our views consuming. on YouTube are, are just like five five folks who like watch thirty seconds, lose focus, and then come back later before they get they watch two minutes of it over the course of four four sessions and then they give up. Maybe not five because if it was five, it would be worse than the podcast. I'm thinking maybe about fifteen. Okay, twenty at the most. I feel like that there's maybe that many people who are actually not accidentally clicking on you know when the, you, you have a whole list of stuff or when it automatically how goes often to the next are you video? accidentally clicking on a youtube video man uh, i don't know like or i'm thinking more along the lines of watching inadvertently i think it, not so much the clicking that was probably yeah. torturous words but you know when you're watching something and you don't have that we've tricked them somehow and the, well that you don't stop the video it's, a lot of people have it on the setting where it just goes to the next one automatically do a lot i don't are you saying that because i don't think I that's am. true i turn that off I have. N I never well, did. What's a lot of people? Is a lot of people you? Do you have any I sense 10, of anybody else? I think ten people. <laughs> you think just everybody who watches us? Because I turn I, I turn that off. Do you keep that know. on? I think I have. I can't remember. I usually just try to stop stuff. When where I'm you, done. Where are you getting a lot of people from though? Did you just I'm, make I'm, up I'm, a, make up a guy in your head? I'm extrapolating my own experience to uh, other people, and it's a small. But you don't even number. know if you have it on. You I might don't. not have it I on. Don't. I don't. So that would be zero people then, not a single person from our sample size of two. <laughs> I just let me have I my little... I, I almost want you to check. Just have my little delusions <laughs> okay. and my, my uh, world views, beliefs, yeah. something like that, yeah. Okay. The, the, I think the problem is, is that you're selling yourself short. A lot of people, there's the idea that most people think that they're better than average which just doesn't work mathematically. Yeah, well, everybody thinks their <laughs> IQ is over 100. Most people think they're better than average at most things. Yeah. And there's uh, this idea that, like, success actually correlates with having these sort of positive, uh, inflated sense of self. So that it's actually a little bit good. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, I for, see, for your own I, success. But I know a lot of people who, are, who have expertise who have imposter syndrome. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know whether that's because my own experience is skewed or that's actually representative of, you know, the general population. I think there's the, oh my gosh, there's the, is it called the, it's not Bader-Meinhof, that's something else. But there's the idea that the more you know about something, the less confident you are about that topic. The opposite of Dunning-Kruger. That curve. It's a Dunning-Kruger. Yeah, but a lot of people misuse the Dunning-Kruger 
when they when they apply it. But so the idea that like because I think experts, I think the reason why you have imposter syndrome is that if you're an expert at something, you have a you're sense. surrounded, yeah. but you also know all the other experts. Right. So you're in a situation where you can very easily look at sort of other people who know as much or more than you about the thing because right. they know all of them. Whereas right. if you know nothing, I know like zero like astrophysicists. So if I know a little bit about astrophysics, I'm like, I know more about astrophysics than like everybody I'm around because everybody else knows nothing right. about right. it. And then if you're like, you know, an astrophysicist, you're like, every single person is an astrophysicist. They only talk to astrophysicists. So I know like, I don't know, maybe an average amount about it. Right. 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 So it's kind of just like, that's a, uh, your brain tricks you because it it thinks that the people around you are all the people everywhere, which is why you think that everybody's got autoplay on because you yeah. think you might have autoplay on, but you I don't even do. know because you don't I, really watch YouTube. I remember I've been annoyed a couple of times where stuff would go on. I was, you know, trying to, I, maybe it was looking at the comments and then it went to the next video and then I yeah. lost the comments. My hypothesis is if you can remember being annoyed multiple times, yeah. one of those times you'll have clicked the button, the prominent button to turn off autoplay. I might have. And if you didn't, I, uh, I'm i a little concerned for you. That you're like, that sucks. Yeah. I hate it. I don't want that to happen yeah. again. And then yeah. you just do nothing about it when yeah. there's like a really easy sort of button to click. You know what's easier? <laughs> Walking away from the computer. <laughs> That's true. You know, I just turn off my... I just stop using electronic devices when they annoy me. That's it. I just turn them off and I... <laughs> they're done. <laughs> my ebook, my um, ebook ran out of power one time and it was too much of a pain in the ass to plug it in. It's gone. It's dead to me now. So, uh, let me try to bring it back around to the injustice. <laughs> um, okay. So, what you're watching now is footage for this week's challenge, which is Dawn of Justice Superman. Mm-hmm. And... What you're seeing is the the latest iteration because the, it's an interesting sort of task I've set in the last few months to try to make the background footage. It didn't always used to be like this. I mean, for people who are only watching us recently, we used to have a special team that nobody else was really using. It was Red or Regime Green Lantern, yeah, Containment Doomsday who we like to call Pickle Suit Doomsday because he looks like a pickle in a suit. Yeah, he's um, big and green. And Elseworld Flash. And the reason why that team was so good, historically, we didn't used to actually do the footage earlier. We used to do the footage as we were talking. Yeah. And I got to tell you, when you have a team that requires thinking, asking and answering questions is not that easy. The quality of content goes down a lot. And then every once in a while, you'd be like, okay, wait, 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 let me just focus up a little bit or I'm going to lose here. Yeah, because I hate losing. But that team, And then I was just listening to our labored breathing while I vamped. <laughs> was the, what was great about that team was you could you could win pretty easily with not a lot of um, thinking because so you didn't they weren't the highest level. You wouldn't get the max points. So you wouldn't see Astro Harness all that often. Very very rarely would you see a, a, an opponent's team that had a lot of synergy. And it was one of those teams where you could just swipe mindlessly because Elsewhere Flash is great for that. Yeah. Uh, Containment Doomsday is also great for that. And every once in a while, you build up enough power, you do your special, and it you could be successful without thinking too much. Mm-hmm. But making these teams, the interesting thing is trying to do something with them that is interesting and successful. So when I first wanted to do a Dawn of Justice Superman team, I thought, okay, who, who are my teammates? We'll make a Dawn of Justice team because it's... They were all released around the same time with the same update. They are thematically and in the same u- or relevant. They're in the same universe. It's all just kind of cool. 
Mm-hmm. The problem is Dawn of Justice Wonder Woman is kind of crap. And uh, the reason why I say that is because they both came around the same time. They both have a passive where they use up their power to do stuff for their teammates. Mm-hmm. Dawn of Justice Wonder Woman gives her teammates health for how, uh, half the health, I think, for how much damage she does. Uh, New 52 Wonder Woman gives power. Mm-hmm. And so a defensive... Anytime there's a defensive passive, I'm going to pick the, the offensive choice instead. Yeah. And so this is what you're seeing is New 52 Wonder Woman because Dawn of Justice Superman can get plenty of power from New 52 Wonder Woman, whereas the other way around, if you make Dawn of Justice Superman your special specialist, he's kind of... It, it limits the choices for an effective teammate. Yeah. So it's not, uh, it's not ideal. So that's why you're seeing this team. It's pretty good, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. It, the fact that he can do um, uh, gear shattering is, is kind of neat. Good stuff. And I I guess the one thing is, we, we talked about it, this in the recap, but when you stack it with Claw of Horus, it makes it a little bit easier to strip all the gears off the teammates. Yeah. And the timing is just right so that even if you don't um, knock down the opponent, if it's not unblocked, the timing is not bad, so that if even though he's not a suicide squad on a suicide squad team, and you only get three skulls from Enchantress, when you hold your block and let them do a quick combo, yeah. as soon as they finish the combo, don't even wait. Do your special one again, and that's usually enough to to get the timing just right for the skulls to hit just as your special hits to get all the effects of Claw of Horus again. So there we go. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe moving into the first comment this week. Yes. This is a comment from Cameron107 in dialogue with our discussion yesterday mm-hmm. about uh, substance use a little bit. Yesterday. Not last week, last episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, they say, as someone who has worked at a homeless shelter before, I can tell you that people with addiction problems are hardly ever at fault for their situations. It's almost always someone with a disability, severe mental health problems, or they're victims of domestic abuse or sexual assault, and they just couldn't handle it anymore. The stereotype of the high school kid who partied way too hard and couldn't stop doesn't happen nearly as often as schools and their anti-drug campaigns would have you believe. And it sucks because all that fear-mongering is what leads everyone to label homeless people as failures who should have tried harder, etc., which is really unfair. Okay, I'm actually going to... I love the comment. I yeah. think it's it's nice to bring some of your personal experience because the way you change people's minds sometimes or affect change is through personal stories. Yeah, and, you know, Cameron here is speaking as someone with an above-average exposure to people who have been addicts, right? The, the best person to speak on this is somebody who is an addict, right? Because they know their story the best. Mm-hmm. And the second best person is someone, you know, who has had kind humane human interaction with these people and been able to sort of get to know people outside of the sort of social narratives that we construct about sort of categories and classes of people and i think that's that qualifier you add is important right that they have that they're when they have these interactions they're open-minded because i think part of the stigma is also a fear it's not even just blaming them for being responsible for their situation but just being scared of them when you meet them and not being open to consider them as human beings yeah i will go one step further even right because the the whole the one issue i have i think is the at fault because i don't think it even matters when we you you sort of play into the dialogue of the people who want to 
other there's a, a word for it like it's a, it's an awkward kind of phrasing where you other otherize alienate not not even so much alienate but make them the alien right there's yeah. a there's a it's a science fiction term i think i can't even remember who did this but there was a way of talking about how a lot of a lot of the stories in conflict come from othering like dehumanization right exactly and so it's it's kind of it's neat if you can say well people with addiction they're not at fault but i'll, I'll go one step further and say even if it is their fault it doesn't matter. Mm. It shouldn't matter. And it doesn't matter. When you look at other things like um, health problems, right? Yeah. Does anybody ever live a blameless life where they're eating exactly the right thing? They're getting exactly the right amount of exercise. They're they're sleeping as many hours as they should be. Mm-hmm. And they're doing everything perfectly. So they're not doing anything. I mean, we're seeing this now with the more recent um, Canadian recommendations about alcohol use. Yeah. And instead of you know, 15 drinks a week for an average sized male and 10 drinks a week for an average sized female. Yeah. They're saying anything over two drinks a week, you are significantly increasing your risk of uh, cancers, mm-hmm. heart disease, um, or stroke, not heart disease, mm-hmm. stroke. So that, you know, two drinks or less, maybe one in a thousand risk. You start going higher than that, mm-hmm. it's like one in a hundred risks that you're 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 giving yourself. And then there's the idea of uh, white matter loss, um, right. demyelination. So one of the interesting things with binge drinking is there's a lot of stuff where when you do something, there's the idea of averages, but then also like distribution curves. What's what are called bell curves? The idea where they're big in the center, where most people are, right. and they taper off towards the edges. Right. And so when you're looking at the differences between groups, there's two ways you can look at them. You can look at just the differences in average, but then if you sort of look at the images of bell curves, a lot of times when there's differences in averages, there's still a huge amount of overlap, oh, right? There's a joke there. You know what the joke is, right? Have you heard this No, one? I haven't heard the joke. So that when you're, you're demyelinating and potentially killing brain cells, yeah. that what you're doing is it's like when the predators are hunting a herd what they kill are the weakest oh so then what it does <laughs> only is the it best increases. ones so only the best ones survive so your average is actually better that's funny from the drinking so you end up smarter that's pretty funny but so the the important part is that you know um a lot of times when you look at like differences between groups they're right. pretty close together right and there's a lot of overlap they're big sort sure. of wide bell curves so if right. you look at the differences between uh male and female right and i'm talking specifically about like chromosomal sex here uh, there are sort of average differences. You've got different like hormone cocktails. There's there's differences on average, but there's a huge amount of overlap. So right. if you're just a dude, right? right. Uh, if you're just a random person from either group, yeah. uh, if unless you're at one of the really extreme ends, it's really hard to say, you know, from any sort of performance on almost any metric, whether right. like an individual to predict it before is one or the other. Yeah. And when they're really thin, when there's a everybody's sort of in the same range it's a really narrow range yeah it becomes really easy to predict who belongs to what group uh so if there's not a lot of overlap even if there's right. only a really small right. difference um right in performance you say you know oh this person did this well unless they're in like the top one percent right. of this group right. they're probably right in that and so apparently with binge drinking there's a really sharp uh curve and there's not a lot of overlap in the amount of white matter myelination where you can demyelination demyelination okay. so it's really easy to tell if somebody has ever binge drank right um and obviously you know it's hard because people are people so if somebody's done it once they've probably done it more than once it's probably very rare to find somebody who's done it exactly one time 
you know, like they drank oh. one time, like, like it was their last night on earth. And then after that, they said, I'm never gonna drink that much again. And then they never did. Right. But that apparently if you try to compare those groups, that it's like There's binge evidence. drinking, binge drinking okay. seems to, and the other issue that you run into is causation, right? Does binge drinking is one time or causation? drop it? Or were they or, more likely to binge drink because they've got the demyelination already? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or right. is it both? Right. Right. But so, you know. It, and usually the answer is that it's at least a little bit of both, right? It's mm. not normally just one or just the right. other. Right. Uh, but as it turns out, you know, binge drinking is, it makes a noticeable, like, chunk out of how much white matter you have. Right. In a way that makes it pretty easy to actually, like, tell. Oh, that was it. There's the binge drinking right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we finish with this too, a, a, a different thought had occurred to me about the, cause I, uh, while I, I agree that Cameron is making a really good point about that, right? Mm -hmm. That, um, they don't deserve people who are, um, homeless don't deserve that kind of, I don't even know what the word I'm looking Stigma, for. Stigma, blame. Yeah. It's, it, it shouldn't matter. And I think when, when we give into that kind of argument, I think we're conceding a rhetorical point that's not necessary. And the analogy that just popped to mind was it's like abortion where there can be people that are pro-choice yeah, and they are happy to support access to abortion. Yeah. So they, they're happy to say that they are pro-abortion access. But then even within that group, if you have a discussion with them, some of them are uncomfortable saying that they are pro-abortion. Mm -hmm. And I think... And it's totally legitimate. I, I don't have a problem with when people feel like that, but I'm happier to push against back against that where people um, are unwilling to use it. I'm totally willing to say I'm pro-abortion. Mm -hmm. Same way I'm... I think I've, I feel like I've said this a bunch of times before. I'm pro-appendectomy. Yeah. I'm totally pro-appendectomy. You're, you're pro-abortion as healthcare because it right. is healthcare. Yeah. So you don't think everybody you're not pro forced abortion. Right. And I'm not, not pro forced appendectomy or pro forced chemotherapy either. You're not gonna be like pro like advertising campaign that abortions are really cool. Right, exactly. But you're you're pro people getting access to the healthcare they need. Right. So when when the argument is is being framed by anti choice people or pro forced birth people. Yeah. To say that, uh, to, to somehow make you embarrassed about saying that you're pro-abortion, I don't have that problem. Yeah. Because I think the point that I'm not willing to concede is to let people somehow pretend that that's not healthcare. Yeah. And by sticking to that point, I, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm grounding it more in the mm -hmm. fact that, okay, same as homeless people, you're homeless, even if you were to blame for it, not What does fault. that even mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, you know, because there's so many health problems mm -hmm. that are associated with behavioral risk factors yeah. that it's if you there's a, a certain hypocrisy there mm -hmm. if you're only willing to pick those specific behaviors in other people yeah. and you're totally willing to ignore your own in order to say hey i'm still a good person these people however deserve what they got yeah, somebody That's gets so cancer wrong. you don't say too bad loser shouldn't have had so much processed meat Right. Right. You knew it was right. bad. The studies right. were out. <laughs> it's too bad you didn't exercise enough or get yeah. enough sleep. Or I, I think there's a, t a complete lack of empathy mm -hmm. there that I, I, I don't want to. Um, I mean, listen, I think there, there's a tendency mm. for all of us 
wanting a just world, like having a just world yeah. framework where we wanted to think, okay, it's not going to happen to me because mm-hmm. I do these other things right. It, I, I totally get that. I totally get the fear of a random universe that can just drop a piano on you at any given moment yeah. where you feel like you don't deserve it. I mean, that's the whole idea of heaven and hell, right? Yeah. Where there's some sort of, that even if there's no balancing the scales of justice there's, while there's you're alive. There's some sort of balancing sheet somewhere. Right. I mean, that's why yeah. the idea of heaven and hell is so attractive to some people and so is karma. Mm-hmm. That I, I get that. I just yeah. want, I'm trying to make a conscious choice or conscious decision not to subscribe to that idea. And I think for what it's worth, everything we've seen from Cameron is that they are a kind, considerate, oh, yeah. uh, sort of accepting and open-minded person right so i'm sure that that level of nuance is very hard to get across in a comment yeah and so no, this no. is more of sort of an idea generally and i i i would like to think that cameron would agree with the broader point of it and yeah. also i think that whether or not we want to move beyond the idea of needing people to be at fault i think it's still an important thing to say yeah because i think unfortunately right it would be great to just be able to say you know on a moral level who cares but at the end of the day, you do need to convince the people who are right. who for some are people saying really it does matter. Yeah. For some people, it really does and matter. For, you know, it, it's it's in part you're a little bit conceding uh, to talk about it on their terms when you're trying to say whose fault is this. Yeah. But on another level, if you can talk about it on their terms and still sure prove them wrong. Yeah. That's also exceptionally I, valuable. Yeah, there's, a, I, there's an important value that that serves in the conversation. I, I don't want it to sound like in any way that I'm I'm criticizing Cameron because I'm not. What I'm yeah. trying to do is point out that I'm actually probably a little bit more radical. Yeah, is is the point I'm. Then then the literal words down here in the page, whether or not that that's you know right. Cameron's like most most uh, nuanced innermost thought, and I think that's also the thing yeah. is that like you know I like this comment a lot. I like what it says. I do. This is why we have yeah, a different... I, I totally agree with <laughs> yeah. it. I totally agree with every. It, actual every point that's being made mm-hmm. i think it's absolutely right you go they're not at fault i also don't care if they are right exactly it's, it's a you're yes and again you're not yeah yeah i'm not this i'm not disagreeing at all yep. yeah there we go good stuff always thank cameron's, you cameron's comments are often very insightful and give us some good stuff to talk about absolutely and are often in conversation and, with us in a way that i find yep pretty i pretty i, I want to say i appreciate cameron's contribution to yeah. the comments absolutely yeah. Uh, so our next comment comes from uh, Lashy, Lachey, L-A-C-H-Y, Lachey, impossible to say. Yeah. Um, it feels like it should be an Anglo name because the Smith is the surname. Yeah, something But it's, it's not something that I recognize. Yeah. Lachey? Lachey would be, would that be L-A-H-E-Y? Yeah. I don't know. Lachey uh, Smith. And if you break it down, like the language is so interesting, right? There's so many different words yeah. where you can... I saw John Scalzi used to have a cat named Fluffy, but instead of F-L-U-F-F-Y, he used P-H-L-A-G-H, something like that. All like different ways that you yeah. can make the noises. It's like the way that people name uh, children Michaela, and they decide that they're going to sort of, they take it as like a creative spelling prompt. Right. But it's a lot more acceptable because you're naming a cat that, not a person who has right. to right. either change their name or tell everybody how to spell their, their name for the rest of their life. Because your gut reaction to pronounce it was you had two sort of instincts. Take away the L. What what word is that? Ashy? No, achy. 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 But you wouldn't have said lakey, right? But it could be. Probably not. I, I'm just saying, and so you... there's, it's, language is such an interesting thing. and it, it, it It's predicated on a lot of assumptions about the the sort of root language mm-hmm. and then the sort of 
the conventions yeah. of that language too, and I I don't recognize it. Yeah, which is the the hard part. And then you run into the whole anglicization, right? Where right. we're looking at things in a specific alphabet and right. with a specific framing. Right. I knew somebody whose last name was Joe and they were Chinese and it was just because it got transcribed really poorly. I forget what the last name even was. Yeah. Joe. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, but they just, when they, when their family was coming to Canada, however many generations ago, it just got written down like oh. that. And so it just looked like, a. okay. They, they had what looked like two, first names right because their last name was joe right um and then yeah it was just totally along those lines just finished a really great book it's by rf kuang and it's called babel it's science fiction slash fantasy it was just released last year it's gotten lots of um positive attention just finished it really like it what made me think of that was when you mentioned the joe and joe yeah about how um, it, it really addresses colonialism in an yeah. interesting way in the context of a whole sort of different magic system. Mm. I don't know. It was just, I, I've got to, I just finished it today, literally. So I've got to process a little bit of it to, to figure out how I feel about it. I enjoyed it a lot. You, and it's just a some... piece of media is usually pretty good when you finish it and you go, I need to think about this before I think I can talk about it in a way yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of media that you finish it and you say, I know exactly how I feel about this. Yeah. And if you're, if the, if part of your media consumption is you're sort of turning it over in your head after it's done, that's yeah. usually a sign that it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it absolutely was. Totally yeah. recommend it. I feel like it's a huge progression from the, because um, the same author wrote the, the Poppy War, Dragon Republic, and I can't remember the last book in the trilogy. And it was okay. It was really good, actually, for what it was, which was, to me, an interesting kind of representation in fantasy that I normally don't see. Yeah. It was not... The point of comparison I had with that was the Greenbone Saga, which I loved, which came yeah. around maybe around the same time. I think Greenbone Saga might have started one year earlier. Yeah. Also representation. And both good. I felt like... I connected better with Green Mosega, but Babel, holy moly, that was like... On another huge, level. Yeah, it was totally on another yeah. level. It's it's almost unfair. There's so much good stuff around yeah. that when something does a simple thing well, uh, yeah. it's hard for it to stick in your head because there's so much stuff that does really complicated, weird, interesting stuff yeah. exceptionally well. And yeah. so it's nice that, you know, the same author has done both of those things. They had something that was definitely, like, good enough. Right. But, you know... Right, right. Because there, there's so much really sort of, like almost transcendently good stuff that can really stick yeah. in your head and leave you thinking and stuff. And then when you, if you find that right books, like the really good book at the right moment in your life, then yeah. it's totally like it's, there's that, that, um, what's synchronicity, not synchronicity, the, uh, serendipity yeah. of finding it at the right moment makes it that much better. And those are the kind of things that stick with you forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lakey Lachey, Lachey. Somebody Smith, Smith says, do you guys, I, this doesn't seem like a person cause this was on our recap. I might be wrong and I might okay. be, I might be profiling them, but this doesn't seem like a person who would necessarily watch this part of this video for this information. Ex- except <laughs> we made a transition recently. So, all right. So ask the question first. But they say, do you guys know what the next survivor gear set rewards are? So the interesting thing is we stopped talking about it in our weekly recap because yeah. it, everybody, each account potentially can start on a different 
survivor reward and then you yeah go but through you, the same you cycle. think this person wants to know it so bad that they're just watching all of our videos on the off chance that we mention it no i think they don't know i think they because we don't mention it and if even if they watch the rest of the video yeah they this is a question that they think oh why are they not dealing with it because they've only found us recently yeah so so the, you think that this is a potential conversion you think oh, I've just be. I've just maligned them and now they're gonna watch so. this and say screw you guys. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna watch yeah, it so anymore. The the problem is it starts off potentially different for every account. Um, there are four different survivor gear set rewards in a cycle. In a cycle, and everybody goes through the same cycle in the same order, but not always at the same time. Each thing lasts for two weeks. The one cycle that you get by default if you open the game but you are not connected to the internet is Suicide Squad Companion Gears. Yeah. And if that happens to be what you're, you are getting while you're connected to the internet, what happens next is Fourth World Gear Set, then LexCore Gears, and then League of Assassins, and then right back to Suicide Squad. So it goes in that order for everybody, two weeks each. And at least it has for a number of years now. It didn't. There was one point in on Android, I think it was maybe like about a year, where it was stuck on Suicide Squad Companion Gears. For an exceptional amount of time. For a ridiculous amount of time. You couldn't get it the other gears anyway else we were lucky enough at that point that we'd already gotten all the rewards that we needed from yeah. it but we could i could feel the frustration from android players because the, we've said before the gears are probably the most important thing if you're going to be playing the game and being successful because yeah. you can make almost any character good enough with the right gears so you don't need all the challenge characters it's nice to have them they're a lot of fun to play with mm -hmm but you don't need all of them and you don't need all the challenges either. As long as you've got the right gears. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So actually we can't answer their question because they didn't tell us what their current gears were, but we did. We, we can't answer their question specifically, but we right. gave them the tools to answer the question themselves very easily. Exactly. So uh, order is Suicide Squad, Fourth World Gear Set, LexCore Gear Set, League of Assassins Gear Set. And the League of Assassins leads back into Suicide Squad. Right. So whichever one... Uh, you're at now the one that we said immediately after that is the one that you're you're gonna get yes yeah okay so our next question comes from lao jahe it's l-a-u-j-i-a-h-e uh as always feel free to correct my pronunciation i'm sure i'm wrong but they say may i know why my free recharge button is not working i have got the latest update but the free recharge button just gray out hope you can help we can't help, but I think I've got an explanation. Yeah. I think it's like one of those... Um, excuse me. <clears throat> Got to tickle my throat. It's one of those things that have to do with the location. Yeah. And potentially what you've done already. Because it keeps track. If you've done it, if you use it once, it doesn't give it back to you right away. And I think the other thing is that... <clears throat> excuse me. Because it's tied into what ads are available to you. Yeah. If your whatever identifier, I think I can't even remember what the term was for your phone is um not triggering the right the availability of ads, then you don't get that button. Mm. And that can be I think that same sort of um what what's what I'm, I'm struggling with this. Cause I don't know what the word is. Like whatever ID on your phone that the um the ad sort of the advertisers i guess are using um i have might, no clue they might decide that in your area currently there's no <coughs> nobody paying for yeah um an ad to show up in injustice so they won't give you that button okay 
So you can't do anything about it unless, well, maybe that's not exactly the right answer. I think there was a way that you could reset it on, on Android at least, where you could sort of delete your um, identification as far as it comes to ads, and that yeah. could potentially give you the free recharge button again. So is that something that's more on on your phone more broadly, or is that something that's specifically like in the injustice code? I think it's broadly for any kind of games that are integrated with advertising. So would it be like associated with the Google Play Store maybe? I think so, because you know how there's some apps where the, it shows you ads? Yeah. They're, they're targeted. Yeah. And it it really does have to do with um, I know there's, there's stuff a, that's out of your yeah, control. There's a couple of ecosystems, right? There's AdSense, which is Google's, yeah, yeah. and that's like a significant percentage of the internet. And then yeah. there's the Facebook ad serving, which is also a significant market share. You'd think that was just Facebook, but there's a bunch of partner companies that work right, with Facebook. Right. Uh, to have Facebook serve you ads. Right. And then I think those are the two big ones. I'm not sure if there's like a third major one that I'm not thinking about. And then for mobile games, though, I think, I don't know, a lot of them seem to just serve you ads for other mobile games and like really sort of unrelated stuff. Right. Um, I will say uh, what's funny is my ads have been permanently um, sullied. I, I... What did you do? So... <laughs> See, you're making it sound like it's going to be bad, but what I'll say is I took the MCAT once, okay. right? And ever since then, my ads have been like, you can go to this medical school in the Caribbean. You can go here. You can go wherever. And I believe that when you sign up for the MCAT, they explicitly tell you that they're allowed to share this information with like prospective schools. Oh, you think they sold it? I think they sold it to schools. I think they sell the wow. list of MCAT participants. I think that that information is available to accredited medical schools. Interesting. And so specifically my YouTube ads are like miserable. Every time before, before the summer, um, I get like a million ads for Kaplan, which is oh, a MCAT sell. test prep yeah. Uh, yeah. thing. And then uh, year round, my ads, especially on YouTube, my Google AdSense is absolutely bombarded by uh it's like the western american school uh medical school or whatever right, in right. somewhere in the mediterranean whatever it, but i think it's called wasum w-a-s-u-m and i remember i was on a call with somebody and i was telling them about this and i said i will bet you money that i can tell you that the f uh, any youtube video i open regardless of the topic is going to have an ad from this yeah. med school it's going to be the same ad and the problem is that there's like there's one ad that they use it's the same ad about how they value their students and their community and whatever and so like i i know i i see their faces more than i see the faces of my friends in real life because every time i every time <laughs> i open funny. a youtube video right they're they're telling me about how the school value stuff and then there's also another ad that i get about like an anatomy department that uses like a mix of like vr tech and like models mm. and whatever and i'm like mm. oh you can get you can get your hands on and it's it's interesting because i don't currently i i don't have a plan to go to those med schools at all i don't currently have a plan to go to any med schools right um right you know n you never know what the future will hold but at the current moment the this advertising is not effective and so it's kind of miserable because it's the same ad over and over you want to see better ads but it's happened yeah Sometimes if it, like if there's a new video game coming out that might be cool, it might be right. nice to like see an ad for something that I might actually want to like have on my radar. Right. But then at the same time, is I've seen the ad so many times that it like it instantly removes itself from my brain the second I see it. It's not new content. It can't right. worm its way any deeper into my psyche. 
Right. So it's it's essentially it's wormed enough. I mean, you're talking yeah, about it now. But what I'm saying is, it's essentially no content. And what it means is that I'm not getting any ads. Basically, I'm getting right. five seconds of annoyance, or right. I'm getting five seconds of something that gets instantly like Men in Black style mind wiped from me. Right. Right. The second it's over. So it's like it's both a blessing and a curse because I'm never gonna spend. I'm never gonna make a purchase ever again for the rest of my natural life based off of an ad I'm served. Because this med school wants me wants me to go there so bad, they want me to go. They're so they want me so bad, and they're yeah. they're they're throwing money at me. I'm sure I've seen it enough times. We talk about how, you know, you need like a thousand ad views to like make us like a buck or yes, a couple bucks. Yes, yes. I'm sure I a thousand I, to make a buck. A thousand to make a buck. Yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm sure at this point they have spent like a dollar advertising <clears throat> on you. They have spent, and I assume that these ads are worth more than average because they want you to enroll in their med school. They want you to give them a lot of money. And See, I, I'm not convinced that it's worth a lot of money. You don't money think it's worth any more? You think it's I worth like think, the same amount? I, I think they just sell the ads. But I think and, if they get you, I think the value of that conversion, because you think about like the cost benefit, right? And it's the cost of serving you the ad versus yeah. how much money they make off of a one unit sale. I think the the thing is that with that, their one unit sale is worth so much more. So they can afford to just spend as many ads as you want. So that thousand is cheap. They could do that as orders of magnitude bigger. And they all did, you know, for they're targeting one person here. They mm -hmm. need to target, if they target 100 people, 200 people, and they yeah. only get one conversion, tuition's got to be through the roof. Yeah. Well, that's the other, the, the other thing is they, they sent brochures and stuff to our house um, they, they, they're really, they're really thirsty for it. They want it too bad. And what I'll say is that that makes them less appealing as an option to me. Cause you know, you know, who doesn't, uh, advertise to me, you know, who doesn't care if I get there, you know, who, uh, actually has sort of this perception of even if you want to get in, we probably won't let you in most prestigious medical schools, <laughs> Yes. yes. right? The most of the schools that if somebody says, oh, where would you want to go to med school if you're going to med school? Have not tried to reach out to me at all. I am not on they're their played, radar. Played, I am they, I am a bug. They, I am a bug to them. I am an insect. They so do not think about me. They do not care about what me. What you're saying is playing hard to get works. What I'm saying is the places that don't need to to yeah. fish for you yeah. are the places that are better to be. So they see, what I'm saying is they seem a little desperate because the other thing in their promotional materials is they go, we will give you your first semester free. First semester, if you complete, if you complete your degree here, we will oh, wipe the first a, semester off yeah. your tuition. It's, it's like a drug dealer. First one's on me. First yeah. one's free. Yeah. We're not just going to give it to you. It's like your first year is free or something Yikes. like that or first semester. Right. And so I'm like, man. You guys want it too bad. You want it too much. Yeah, it's something, what's wrong with you? I go, and I know what's wrong with you, is that you're 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 accredited in the Caribbean, and no people don't want to go to you as much because nobody's ever heard of you. The only reason I know about you is because every time I open YouTube and click on a video, uh, your name is emboldened. Yeah. Your, your name is being flashed onto my retinas. Yeah. You know, 24, yeah. 24 frames a yeah. second. And yeah. so what I'll yeah what I'll say is but you know I guess if I, I if I didn't have any other options if I really wanted to go to med school if that's the only thing I wanted to do and nobody else wanted me I'd be like these guys are here and I've heard about them a thousand times Again, they're they're familiar to me now better than nothing <laughs> yeah they're 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 exceptionally familiar to me now yeah because uh, so they have name recognition is what you're saying. They have, they have name, rec and name, they have name recognition, but they make me a little mad. Every time I'm forced to like think about them and consider them in more of like yeah. that passive, like, oh, it's only five seconds. The, the one thing I'll say that's good 
is that they're the type of ad that you can skip after five seconds. Yeah. If I had to watch that ad, if it was one of like the 30 second unskippable yeah. ones, yeah. I would stop using YouTube. I would use an ad locker on YouTube. I would become the thing I swore to destroy. I'd be taking food out of, out of YouTubers mouths. Uh, I, you know, cause in general, I'm like, I want to support a I content want, okay. creator. So I wonder if people see that ad on our videos. If anybody sees it, I'm sorry. If anybody sees that ad on our videos, you have permission just for us and our channel only to specifically turn on ad blocker. And I'll say that uh, more broadly. If you, for some reason, have found yourself in some niche market where you are only getting one type of ad now and it makes you angry, I I give you my official seal of approval to use ad blocker on a channel for that. And th that's the other reason why I think that it has to at least be worth more than the average ad is because the way that it works is when you, for AdSense specifically, when a user goes on a video, there's like a mini instant auction that takes place, right? Where YouTube looks at the average amount of money that they make from serving somebody an ad mm -hmm. and they pick based off of the de demographic each advertiser bought bids for it. And it, it is actually a bidding system because the idea is that they, they will offer up to a certain amount but YouTube will accept basically what they think is the lowest amount that's a good deal. So it does work like an instant bid. So people can pay less for ads than they're willing to pay for ads sometimes. That's mm -hmm. that's how it works too. And so... So you're saying that because they show up so often, they it must means be they're bidding always higher. outbidding. Right. Whatever, whatever YouTube and Google AdSense knows about me, this is the most valuable thing that they can serve yeah. to me yeah. because this is all that they give me. I right. get, I get weird ads, um, but this is the ad that I'm served almost always and so okay. you have to assume that it's worth more okay anyways that's that's my rant about uh my my terrible the the, the thing that's following me and it's followed me for long i thought it was just gonna be months it's been like yeah. more than a year at this you point you need to give them something else to follow yeah you need to give them more information about you that has nothing to do with taking the i need to figure out something really incredibly specific that is worth a lot of money uh, I, i'll tell you my my youtube experience is not nearly as bad as yours I'm watching a lot of great content. It's worth it. It's just annoying, man. Yeah. I'm I'm right. sick of it. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, I think uh, that's a good place to so, end. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we, <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to Eliza the Stink Caton. There, there's an aroma about her. And what? I, I want to be clear. I'm sure this isn't true. I just thought it might be funny to say. I, I said it. Uh, this is not based off of any actual smells. So is this um, one, like one of those... Haha, ha, it's a joke that you you decide, or no, you're already deciding it's a joke because it sounds more like one of those Schrodinger's. No, uh, this is, I want to be clear, this jokes. is libel and slander. I haven't seen her in person in so long, even if she did stink. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm not saying there's no smell. I'm yeah. saying I don't have that information. I don't even understand. It's, I'm just going to, okay, moving right th along. This shadow was brought to you by the upcoming libel suit, I assume I'm about to be served. Um, anyways, uh, we'd also like to, if you're using an ad blocker in our videos right now, uh, no, I don't, I don't really know how to segue this, but we have some lovely folks. We're going to give you ads that are embedded in our videos. Yeah. And these ads are for our patrons on Patreon. Try to escape this, you dick. Yeah. Um, what? I don't know. All right. I'm so just... a big thank you. <laughs> it's, there's nothing to escape. This is a big thank you to Corey Ashcraft, who's supporting us on the last word tier. Michael DeVries, Irvin Ruiz, Hoshi127, and Drew Chapman, who are supporting us on the credited level. And then you can still see a few other names of all the people who were kind enough and generous enough to support us during the pandemic. Yeah, and if your name isn't on there, it could be. If you toss us a couple bucks on Patreon, if you feel like it. Yeah. Or not. You don't have to. It's free content. Very good. 
Anyways, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for your support. Thanks so much to all of you for watching. We'll see you next time. Komoda. Komoda.